0: Hello, hello, hello! It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding podcast show. I am so glad that you are here, and I help you grow capacity, increase income, and to advance mission of your nonprofit or the many nonprofits that you work with. If you are a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant, all right. So we are really humming in to uh, 2022 now, um, as we're at the end of January that we're recording this. So really exciting to um, be here today. As we have amazing things going on. And we are going to be talking today about how nonprofits and freelance grant writers can leverage the great resignation. Yes, you have probably heard of the great resignation buzzing around. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit about what that is and how your nonprofit can leverage it or you as a freelance grant writer. So there are definitely some opportunities there. And I'm going to be sharing a lot with you guys today. Um, so for all of the show notes, you are definitely going to want to jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 203. LMG, can you believe that is our 203rd episode today? Yes. So once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 203, as we have a ton of show notes today. Um other things happening um as grant writing and funding fully funds our podcast show. Um so our sponsor grant writing and funding ha huh, ha. Huh, huh, um also is having amazing things happening in January 2022. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, please do check out grantwritingandfunding.com for all types of um, things that we have going on. But if you are catching this before the end of the year, you are in luck. Um, We have our nonprofit strategic planning master course, one of our signature courses here at Grant Writing and Funding, has $200 off until Monday, January 31st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you wanna check that out, just go ahead and hop over to grantwritingandfunding.com and you can look for a nonprofit strategic planning course or you can go to 203 and we will redirect you there. So grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 203. You will definitely wanna check out that sale Um, And really implement your strategic planning. It's the beginning of the year. It's a great time to do it. Um, And as we discussed today, a lot about the great resignation, um, it's important for you to do your strategic plan to really be able to leverage all of the opportunities that are out there. If you are a freelance grant writer, a nonprofit consultant, this course can also teach you how to do training so you can do nonprofit strategic planning as a service. Um, So you can actually facilitate this for nonprofits. You can get all the templates, all of the things that you need in the course. So I encourage if you are with a nonprofit or a freelance grant writer, a nonprofit consultant to definitely nab our uh, nonprofit strategic planning master course right now because you will get $200 off. The other amazing thing we have going on at Grant Writing and Funding is we have a mentorship. So if you are a freelance grant writer, we actually have an annual mentorship where you can join very similar to a mastermind where we actually have a group of you go through this together and really support your businesses throughout the whole year. We meet every two weeks of the month. So two weeks of every single month, we meet twice a month and we have a live virtual uh, session twice a month where we go over, um, you get feedback on things you're doing in your business, you get support, you get master classes, you get so much um, in that mentorship. You get the accountability of your group, and you can continue to grow your business throughout the entire year with myself and um, the people in our. Cohort. So it is absolutely amazing. Everyone that goes through it, um, you know, we've been doing this for a few years now. We've really transitioned to focus on now, it used to be a membership and now it's a mentorship because. We really do focus on freelance grant writers now. So if you are a freelance grant writer or thinking about starting your business or have recently started your business or even are seasoned and you want support, you want feedback when you're trying to think about, oh my gosh, how do I price this proposal? How do I do this? And um, what does my website look like? I'd like to get some feedback on how I, you know, my my cold pitch even, you know, to nonprofit clients. Um, We do hot seat workshops where we actually exchange the different things you're working on and you get feedback. You have an accountability group, a book club, and so, so much more. Um, That does close on Friday, January 28th by 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com and click on mentorship to find out more about that. Um, The doors will be closed, um, so you do want to jump on that if you're interested. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it today. How nonprofits and freelance grant writers can leverage the great resignation. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted like every particle of our lives, right? And you know, it's from our mental health to our physical health to our emotional being, etc. Nonprofit organizations and freelance grant writers are no exception to this impact. And as we navigate through the ongoing pandemic, there's been a lot of changes when it comes to employment, right? So in the early days, remember back early, um, you know, February, March, 2020 into April, et cetera, the world shut down and one was really deemed lucky to still have employment, right? We sat on a lot of jobs because people just didn't wanna make decisions. There was so much uncertainty. Um, and the nonprofit organizations that focused in the area of health and food security sectors especially were and still are in extremely high demand and really the priority of shifting has gone to them throughout the last couple of years um, as well as we've seen more funding towards education in the last year as well Um, However, the demand on these nonprofit organizations, so even if they've received a lot more funding, they've also received a lot more expenses, right? So they've been in more demand, they've had shortage of workers, etc. So we've seen a tremendous increase on their expenses. And other nonprofit organizations, such as nonprofits serving the arts or smaller nonprofits with no built up revenue, they have not been prioritized and a lot of them have suffered or closed their doors. Um, you know, so since 2020, the funding and the human resource landscape has continued to evolve for nonprofit organizations and freelance grant writers. And that brings up a conversation today about how nonprofit leaders and freelance grant writers can leverage opportunities in the great resignation. So what is the great resignation? You ask me. Well, the term, the Great Resignation, was originally coined by organizational psychologist Anthony Klotz in May 2021 um, during an interview. And by August of that year, 4.3 million American workers had quit their jobs. Um, Klotz, oh, I think that you say his name actually, Clotz, he outlined four reasons that led to the Great Resignation. Um, and this was through an interview in the Washington Post Live. Um, The first one was there was a backlog of people in 2020 who would have left their jobs during 2020, but waited until 2021 to make any big changes, right? Like I said, people felt lucky to even still have a job in 2020, those that did, so they sat on their jobs, even if they had already thought about resigning. The second um, argument he says, or the second reason he says, is just burnout across all industries, right? And burnout leads to turnover, Um, You know, not just Zoom burn fatigue, but like just in general, right? The third thing he pointed out was a shift of people reimagining their work-life balance throughout this time. Um, And he calls it pandemic epiphanies. I actually think that's very poetic because so many of us, um, you know, have gone through those right in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I was even thinking just as a side note here, you know how long this pandemic has been going on? I my daughter is 10 and I think wow, it's more than 2 years now. It's more than a fifth of her life, right? I mean, it's just it's really and we've just been able to have time now to not just be in shock, but actually to process through some of it and to start reimagining what our lives would be like in different working situations. Um, And fourth, he says, are those who want to continue to work remotely, either because they want to or they need to, right? And really looking at that, you know, we're seeing that some people, you know, because of health factors, they don't want to go back to work when these surges like Delta and Omicron are, you know, coming up Um, or their kids are, you know, the continual shutdown of schools have made it especially where women have been marginalized because we need to stay home with the kids or usually we're the ones that stay home with the kids. right? And then we have to stay home with the kids so we need to work from home. So there's either a need or a want to work remotely. Um, and sometimes that's a blend as well. So another thing though, we've seen, so those are his four main points, right? Backlog of people in 2020 who would have left their jobs, um, but did not until 2021, burnout across all industries, Reimagining your work life balance and needing or wanting to keep working remotely. So, we've also seen, of course, inflation, right? We've seen it look at the housing prices right now, look at all of the prices that have gone up. Um, and low income workers. A lot of them are also frontline workers, right? They work in the restaurants, the hotels, the grocery stores, the gas stations, right, et cetera. And they are now demanding higher wages and improved working conditions. So I really do think that this is actually a great outcome of this. Um, So definitely that's what it's all about, right? So now we're seeing all of these people resigned from their work. Millions and millions. I've actually seen a new stat that said it was like 10 million throughout several months in 2021. So, and it's not just that these people are just resigning and not going back to work. Like there is definitely, um, there's a margin of baby boomers that are just retiring now because they're like, you know, (laughs) So I'm going to reimagine my life. I'm going to retire. You know, I'm close to it anyways. Um, And some of these high inflation prices have actually helped them if they're selling off real estate or that sort of thing. Um, So we do see a margin of people not going back to work. Um, And some people, you know, there's like the van life thing or living off the grid, but that's such a that's such a slight margin. Um, What we mostly see is a majority of these people who are resigning are not actually leaving the workforce. And I actually, I kind of redeveloped the term of like uh, the great resignation to it's really the great redistribution, right? So think of it, they're actually moving across different sectors um, and different, even work environments completely. They're looking for different types of jobs. So we're seeing a lot of swapping going around, a lot of lateral movement, lots of stuff like that. So that's why it's an opportunity. So now let's look at the great resignation in the nonprofit sector. The nonprofit sector, like I said, it has not escaped the great resignation. Um, Lisa Greer from Nonprofit Pro, she actually estimates that as of July 2021, there were 500,000 open positions in the nonprofit arena. So it wasn't just people in corporate jobs quitting. It was also people in the nonprofit sector that were quitting their jobs. So nonprofit employees also suffered through those main points as outlined by clothes. However, this resignation is where the nonprofit sector could actually leverage a great attraction. So there's another great thrown at you. <laughs> Right. So um, I've heard so many different great terms like, um, you know, there's a great resignation, the great attraction. And now I'm saying the great redistribution. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot going on. But um, if you think about it, people are quitting jobs from every different sector, including the nonprofit sector. And with corporate people quitting their jobs in a massive wave, they are also now looking for meaningful work and they bring professional skills to the nonprofit table. Additionally, many nonprofit employees who left their nonprofit job are now looking for lateral moves to other nonprofit organizations, you know, that might appreciate them more, pay more or other types of benefits. So, you could actually, you know, all of a sudden, there's a lot of people looking for work. And they're looking for work in meaningful ways. So your nonprofit could really be where you stand out, right? To be able to get um, very skilled workers from the corporate world or very experienced people from the nonprofit world that are looking to move laterally. So it's a massive opportunity for nonprofits to attract new workers with fresh skills, Also, we are seeing some freelancers come back into the employer-employee situation as now they can demand higher wages and get a steady cash flow. So I'm actually seeing both sides. I'm seeing freelance grant writers and nonprofit consultants actually take on like executive director positions and they're able to move up and move back into that corporate or nonprofit world um, because they're like, hey, I've been doing this out of my own for years, and it's kind of nice now to to have a paycheck every month. It's kind of nice to have that. And they're moving into higher positions. Um, Now they're able to actually get those positions. Um, And I've seen the reverse, too, where nonprofit employees who are completely burned out from being employees now swarming into the freelance consultant world where they have more of that flexibility, right, as stated in some of those four kind of points that Clotes pointed out. So I'm actually seeing both of this and that's why I'm calling it the redistribution, <laughs> right? So um but how can let's first look at nonprofits. So I want to look at nonprofits first how you can specifically leverage the great resignation or redistribution. And then I'm going to look at freelancers and how you can leverage the great redistribution or resignation. All right? So let's go ahead and look at three ways that your nonprofit if you're looking to fill positions that you can leverage this opportunity of the Great Resignation. Number one, consider hiring freelancers or consultants versus employees, okay? So it's a reshift, it's a redesign. Yeah, you might've hired a few consultants in the past, but how can we really reshape your entire nonprofit and think, do I need all of these employee positions? So let's just talk about that for a minute. For many nonprofit organizations, their immediate future is very uncertain, right? With financials and everything. When hiring employees, there is always an outlook for a longer term commitment on both parties. This can definitely be a mutual relationship, but sometimes hiring a freelancer, um, a lot of times, um, versus an employee has not even been considered. All right, so why would you consider this? Well. Let me give you some reasons. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. <laughs> All right. Hiring a freelancer or consultant can be more manageable, manageable and beneficial compared to hiring an employee. Why? Number one, expertise. Freelancers and consultants specialize in certain subject matter areas, such as fundraising, grant writing, social media development, crowdfunding, accounting, legal counsel, etc. This is good because they have experience and are really good at what they do. A lot of times I've seen these technical expert areas crammed together under one job description for an employee. That is not sound as it leads to that employee not being able to live up to all of these skill sets at top level or burning out trying to accomplish them all. Hello women out there. <laughs> right? I know you try to do that. So what do I mean by that? Well, just imagine if on your job description, you had plumbing, marketing, accounting, crocheting, public speaking, veterinary work, right? Like, that's okay. So maybe I'm being a little facetious there. But there really are major difference, um, major differences in skill sets between organizing a fundraiser, say, and writing a grant, right? There's even different like, um, traits of Personalities and characteristics between those two things. Like they're huge differences. However, I always see them together, like under a job description. Like the executive director is like has to be a master of all. And what that leads to is well, burnout, like I said. The other thing it leads to is um, the board of directors feels like, ugh, they're not doing their job. Because here it's in their job description and they're not meeting all of these things in their job description. And the thing is, is that actually that's pretty out there to think that one person can do all of those different things very, very well and be able to just accomplish them all. So I think a lot of times job descriptions are just, oh, it's like throw up in there a lot of times, right? Like it's just, there's so much and it's not realistic. And then when you look at the pay as well, It's just how are you even going to find someone that will work for X amount and do all of those things. It's not realistic, right? So hiring someone just for a certain thing you know, an expert a freelancer. So if you're going to hire, let's say, obviously we talk a lot about freelance grant writers on this show. (laughs) So let's use them as an example. You're going to hire them to what? Find grants, write grants, right? maybe help submit them. That's what you're gonna hire them for. You're not also gonna hire them to do admin work, blah, 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 all the other things that you would hire an employee to do, whereas then the grant writing gets buried in it, right? You're gonna hire them as freelance grant writer just to write the grants, find the grants, focus on grants, focus on that type of fundraising. and that is amazing, right? You're gonna see so much more benefit in that area of grants because you are hiring someone that that's what they, that's what their focus is, that is what their expertise in. So that's a really good thing to do to hire a consultant. Hiring a freelancer um, is it's on a contractual basis. Your nonprofit will not be committed to the never ending funding, finding funding, right? For an employment position. You budget for a freelancer to do something specific for a certain period of time, and you know what your deliverable will be. For example, hire a freelance grant writer to find 10 funding source opportunities, write five uh, grant applications or funding source applications in a six-month period, and you're going to pay them X amount of money. It's very, very specific to what will be done. So oftentimes with employees it is more ambiguous on the impact that they're actually going to have on your nonprofit. Sure. You have certain milestones they aim to meet, but that takes work to manage because you're also throwing everything else onto their plate. Right? So that is another reason to hire a freelancer is because it is for a contractual basis. It also helps with your budgeting. The third thing is remote work. You don't have to provide a computer or office space for consultants. If you have employees right now and another search comes where they are required to do remote work for a period of time, you are still paying for the office-based software and hardware that they may or may not be utilizing. Freelancers are in charge of all their own operating expenses. So it saves you money. So you might be paying a little bit more, but it could be for a way shorter, shorter term and you could be saving so much on other expenses. I didn't even talk about fringe benefits. Now I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> All right, so the second way your nonprofit can leverage uh, the great resignation, besides hiring uh, freelancers, is don't require previous nonprofit experience. So if you're looking to fill certain positions. In years past, it has been a catch-22 to get into the professional doors of a nonprofit if you didn't have prior experience. And the stigma was kind of real in nonprofits, right? Snubbing for-profit world of not understanding mission or being able to work in a different environment, right? All of those corporate greedy people. (laughs) I'm totally joking. But there is kind of that stigma, right? However, now it's vital for nonprofit organizations to hire based on the skill of expertise and the values of that person versus prior nonprofit experience. According to an article in mpo.net, we see a huge increase in the following um, jobs that were sought after in 2021 in the nonprofit industry. So we saw an increase of 87% for jobs being in operations and project management. Computer and tech surged by 85%. Marketing, uh, that's no surprise, uh, by 81%. Development and fundraising, that's where all the grant writing is thrown in there too, 78% increase. And medical and health by 57%. So huge nonprofits are needing very skilled workers. They're needing um, either more of the same, right, from before, or they're needing a new industry. So more computer and tech, more marketing, more project management, um, development and fundraising that was always needed, but it's increased dramatically. So reaching outside the nonprofit sector for individuals resigning from the corporate world and bringing their skills with them to shift to the nonprofit world will definitely open up more opportunities if you're not requiring previous nonprofit experience. Number three. How your nonprofit can leverage um, the Great Resignation is to conduct strategic planning to revisit your mission and hiring needs. For your nonprofit to really gain speed, it is time to reevaluate what you do and why you do it. Getting clear on your mission and vision statements um, can be really empowering to embrace the thing that keeps your nonprofit afloat, right? Um, Why? Well, it boosts team morale. It gives you needed guidance through these times, and it attracts those from the great resignation who are longing to work with meaning, right? They're even looking to say that it's not necessarily, yes, there is a higher demand for for wages in certain areas, but that's not the only thing. And for many people, it's not the most important thing. Meaning is way up there. People want... You know, they're, they're realizing how precious life is and what risks there are even to go to work. So they want to make sure that what they're doing on their day-to-day, you know, living right? Working is meaningful and has impact. So when you reconnect to those mission and vision statements, when you conduct a SWOT analysis, when you look at your matrix of funding and you map out your your year, you're really creating the culture that is needed to attract workers that um, will really contribute to your nonprofit. Additionally, by doing nonprofit strategic planning, your nonprofit will also be able to evaluate what types of skills are needed to advance your nonprofit, and you're going to know what your budget is, so does it make more sense to hire an employee or a freelancer? So these are critical decisions, but without doing the strategic planning, you will continue to operate in confusion and overwhelm. So that's why strategic planning is always key, but so much more during this time and to really leverage the great resignation. All right, so those were the main points of how a nonprofit can leverage the great resignation. Now let's look at how a freelance grant writer can leverage the great resignation. If you are a freelance grant writer, you are needed. Like you just saw, 78% increase even more. You were needed before, all right guys? Now you are needed even more. So there's a huge demand for freelance grant writing um, and for grant writing in general, Um, but now your label as a freelancer is even more lucrative. Why? And if you just looked at what I talked about for nonprofits, it's pretty much that, right? now nonprofits can they actually can hire you they're more used to this and the number one reason for freelancers here is remote working is now mainstream all right so your skills were always needed but a lot of nonprofits wanted to hire employees grant writers as employees before now because of the things we mentioned before they're a lot more i mean it's just like the veil has come off their eyes and they are now seeing the magic of remote working for many, and the magic of hiring a freelancer because of their budget. And I remember when um, Grand Central USA founder Rodney Walker, back in 2019, he came on the podcast and he said, more than 50% of the workforce will be freelancers by 2025. And I thought, oh, that seems really soon, maybe by like 2050. But look at this. The, um, the global pandemic has just fast-tracked this where, yes, working remote and being a freelancer has become very, very mainstream. And more nonprofits, because of this, are understanding the benefits of hiring consultants versus employees. And a lot of that's based on what I said before. Their budgets can be lower. They don't have to provide everything for the freelancers. They can get specific skills done. So the second thing, of course, is that your skills are needed. You as a freelance grant writer can really leverage right now the great resignation to say, hey, you need me. With the cancellation of typical in-person fundraising events throughout the last couple of years, um, nonprofits are turning toward other funding revenues such as grants. Or even if they pursued grants before, now it's like, oh my gosh, grants has become more and more important. they're really going after grants right now, and they're realizing that they just can't slap these things together, and they need your skills and how important these technical skills are. Um, there's also been a huge increase in the amount, the funding amount of federal grants and foundation grants since 2020, so there are, there's definitely grant funding out there, and nonprofits want to access it. In conclusion to this podcast today, um, it is a time when nonprofit organizations and freelance grant writers can leverage the great resignation. And once again, you could also return it the great redistribution and really think of it in that way, um, in a way that's progressive, right? As I said, the term resignation can emotionally come across that the vast amount of people resigning from their jobs are resigning from the workforce full stop. And that really isn't happening. It's more of a redirection of how people are wanting to support themselves in the economy and design their lives. So people really are shifting between and across these job sectors to find meaning and redesign themselves, right? The way that they want to function. So this redistribution then is very advantageous to increase pay, innovation, and quality of life. For both nonprofit employees and freelance grant writers. So, just to sum up, for nonprofit organizations, it is important to one, consider freelancers or consultants versus employees. Number two, don't require previous nonprofit experience. And number three, conduct strategic planning to revisit your mission and hiring needs. And for freelance grant writers, this can be beneficial because working remote is now mainstream and your skills are highly. Needed. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode today definitely visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 203. I have a ton of links in there. If you're really interested in this topic and want to dive deep, um, you can definitely go there to check it out. I'm fascinated by the economy and how things are changing. Um, So I did a lot of research to put this together for you and a lot of thought into this um, as far as how can we re-examine this both as nonprofits and as freelance grant writers? How can we really examine? Because I see that there's you know there's always silver linings right and um i would call myself a realist optimist <laughs> so i'm not a pessimist but i'm definitely not just uh glamorizing everything i think there's definitely struggles a lot of nonprofits are still struggling i understand that Um, completely. But we need to look at how can we relook at this and how can we uh, tap into some opportunities that are out there. So um, these are some ways that you can hopefully do that. And um, yeah, so I hope that you support this podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. As this nonprofit offers a space for a lot of thought leadership um, as we continue to evolve in the nonprofit and freelance grant writer space. All right, guys. So once again, um, if you're listening to this podcast episode before the end of January, I would love to see you if you're a freelance grant writer in the 2022 uh, mentorship program. So our grant professional mentorship program is that, that is going to help you be able to get more and more nonprofit clients, um, be able to charge what you're worth, and to really feel confident in your value as you go through 2022. And if you are wanting to get the Nonprofit Strategic Planning Master Course that will help your nonprofit reset during this time and be able to leverage opportunities just like the Great Resignation or the Great Lead Distribution, uh, please do make sure that you grab that course while it's $200 off before January 31st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, guys, I will see you next week on another episode of the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast Show. Bye-bye.